Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. Although increasing numbers of people know that eating meat is detrimental to our planet's health, many still can't be convinced to give up eating meat. But anthropologist Roanne Van Voorst is tackling the topic from a different perspective, the future. In her new book, Once Upon a Time, We Ate Animals, she explores how the massive shift already taking place is leading to a future in which most of us live a plant-based lifestyle. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Ruan, start by telling us what is a futures anthropologist like yourself and how does someone do research on the future? Yeah, that's such a good question. Well, first of all, I have a double background. So I obtained my PhD in anthropology, but then I was also professionally trained as a futurist, which basically means that you learn to create, draft, realistic future scenarios based on literature research, on getting a sense for certain trends, on interviews. And so as an anthropologist, I am interested not so much in the future scenarios themselves, but more how would that feel in our daily lives? What would that do to relationships or the type of work that we do or the type of food that we eat, right? So I've always combined the two. And then asking, you can do research in the future. But you can do research on the future. And the way in which I do that first is I go to the places or the people in the world that are already living that realistic future scenario. So in the case of this book, for example, I went to interview uh, farmers that had shifted from being livestock keeper to now producing lupine beans or seaweed. I went to a community calling themselves vegan sexuals, namely people who have separate dating platforms. And again, this is already happening. It's not my own fiction, Mm -hmm. Um, but they only want to date people with the same values and the same preferences for food. And so that's what I do. I, I go to the places and the people that already do it. And then what anthropologists also do is we try to experience it ourselves which means that I use my body basically. Like I'll try the food, you know, I'll, I'll go to the farmers, walk around there. And in this case, slowly but gradually, during writing this book, I turned vegan, which I had not foreseen before because I'm not an activist. And I was not a vegan before. And give us some definitions. What is vegan versus vegetarian versus pescatarian versus flexitarian? Yeah. And especially now we have so many labels, right? But <laughs> veganism means that you don't use or eat any products that are made from animals, basically. So that's not just the meat and the fish, but it's also the dairy and it's also the eggs and it's also the skin. So you, you don't use leather, for example. 
or at least not leather made from animals. Nowadays, you have like pineapple-based leather, etc., but not from animals. Vegetarian is that you skip the meat and the fish from your diet, but you will still have the milk and the yogurt and the eggs. And then there's pescetarian, and I'm always a bit confused, and that is that you only eat the fish, I think, still. And then flexitarian is basically most of the families nowadays that are already experimenting or looking at the trend and trying to go along with it. And they are, for example, not eating meat three days a week. So they will go vegan or vegetarian three days a week, but the other days in the week, they still eat a little bit of meat and fish. So they're being flexible between the styles. It sounds like your transition from being vegetarian to vegan was a lot like my own. I mean, I wasn't writing a book or studying anthropology or anything, but you just, like I suddenly realized that being vegetarian, at least for the reasons that I had chosen to be vegetarian, just wasn't enough. Can you explain your reasons from going from vegetarian to vegan? Yeah, and I, I do think that there's a similarity there. So what happened to me was in my teen years, I really loved animals. I was one of those horse riding girls, you know, I really love to be out there. I love dogs. I love cats. And in my logic, it just didn't make sense that if I love animals, then why would I make a difference between cows and sheep and and having them killed for me for what I eat and, you know, really taking good care of the other animals. And so that didn't make sense. And so I stopped eating meat, but I was already late in my thirties, like 30 something when I discovered that When you drink cappuccino with cow's milk, then you're also indirectly contributing to animals being killed. And so what I found was I was sitting in a cafe, and I still recall this so brightly. I was sitting in a cafe in Philadelphia because I was living there. And I was having a cappuccino with cow's milk. And I read in a newspaper this story about every year, you know, there's tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, I don't even remember, um, male cows that quite directly after they were born, they are being sent to the slaughterhouse, not because they're unhealthy, but because they're useless in our milk system. So, you know, we have cows have a lot of babies because we hope that they will be female cows because they can be the follow-up cows. And also because we need them to be constantly pregnant so that we can tap off the milk because then their breast will produce milk. But then we get all these nails and we have nothing with them. We, we can't use them. And so they are a rest product. And I remember myself reading that and looking at the cappuccino and thinking, wow, this was exactly what I did not want. I, I don't see the logic. It, it's just absurd. And so that was the beginning, I think, of my trajectory. But also became fascinated by myself. Like, I'm pretty high educated. I must have read more about this. I do recall a couple of documentaries, but for some reason it took me this long to even consider to actually change my own eating behavior. And I look around and I see, you know, I think most of us know the impact the food industry has on the climate and on animal well-being, but there's something in us that makes it really, really hard to shift. And that is what I started to research. And that is what led to the book. I'm speaking with Roanne Van Voorst, author of the new book, Once Upon a Time, We Ate Animals. Let's address the question that vegans always get asked once someone finds out that they're vegan. Where do vegans get their protein? Yeah, isn't that hilarious? Like I, when I turned vegan, I remember my dad came and brought me like vitamin B12 pills. I'm like, Dad, you never brought me vitamin pills in my life before, not even when I was a teenager. 
and survived on cookies, you know, in high school, tossing away my lunch packages and just exchanging them for sweets and candies. When you turn plant-based or when everybody becomes concerned with your health, which is funny because all the research basically shows that generally speaking, the vegan diet is a bit more healthy than the non-vegan diet. But there's, you know, I wanted to really debunk a couple of myths in this book. And one of them is like, we've always eaten meat. It's just something humans do. No, actually, for a large part of humankind history, we were vegetarian. But another myth was these things like, oh, but then you don't get your protein. Well, the thing is, first of all, most of us don't have a protein deficiency. We eat too much protein instead of the other way around. So we don't have to be that obsessed with proteins at all. And also proteins are found in everything, like in the oatmeal that you eat, in green beans, in peanut butter. So it's really not hard to get enough proteins. Now, if you really want to build muscle, for example, which I had to do when I had my first baby a year ago and I lost some weight and I wanted to gain some muscle and some extra weight, then it might make sense to also sometimes have a plant-based shake or, or a bar with it. But other than that, even if you sport a lot, it's really easy to get it from a plant-based diet. So yeah, there's no problem there. Nobody needs to be concerned there. How would you like us to get your book? It should be available in all local bookstores and I think they can use our support, so preferably there. But otherwise, you can also go online and find it there. Uh, and people can find me on Instagram at Borst or rowanvanborst.com if they want to get in touch. That would also be nice. Thank you so much for speaking with us today and here's to a kinder, more compassionate future. Sounds one that I want to live in. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.